This is a podcast from BFM 89.9, The Business Station. 9.21 a.m. You're listening to The Morning Run with Keith and Shazana. If we take a look at the uh, FBM KLCI, it is uh, still down uh, 0.9%, currently at 1,409 points. But let's turn our attention to the construction sector. According to government projections ahead of the retabling of Budget 2023 last month, the domestic construction sector is expected to increase by 6.1% this year, supported by improved performance in all subsectors. The construction industry saw 10% growth on year for the final quarter of 2022, with total value of construction work done also growing 4.8% on quarter, marking its fifth consecutive quarter of sequential rise. However, the lack of new projects announced under the revised budget 2023 has dampened the outlook for Malaysian construction. Meanwhile, although labour pressures are easing with the arrival of foreign workers, the cost of raw materials remains remain elevated. What kind of impact could budget 2023 have on the construction sector and what factors will determine the growth trajectory for the rest of the year? Joining us on the line for analysis is Lung Chi Wei, Senior Associate Director with Afin Huang Investment Bank. Chi Wei, good morning. Thanks very much for joining us. Let's start with going through some of the budget 2023 announcements uh, related to construction. We saw the headline development expenditure. Uh, it was higher at 97 billion ringgit compared to the October version. However, there was an indication of a 5 billion ringgit cut in a large multiplier project like MRT3 to about 50 billion ringgit. Is this a sign that the government is looking to emphasize less on large scale projects? No, I believe the government, uh, besides uh, the MRT3, uh, they are going to continue with the Pan Borneo Highway project. That's like a 30 billion ringgit project. So it indicates that, that they are still emphasizing on the large scale projects. But I think they are just looking to reduce the cost of the infrastructure projects, such as the MRT Line 3. So I think to reduce costs, they are looking at removing the contractor financing requirement and because the government will be able to borrow at a cheaper rate compared to the contractors and also look at uh, maybe changing the alignment slightly and also the reduce some of the scope of the construction and that would actually reduce the overall cost of the project. And I think uh, this uh, an indication that they are going ahead with this MRT3 project is actually positive for the construction sector. Chiwei, there was also a retender of uh, 15 billion ringgit worth of flood mitigation projects by June, namely the, five, the half a billion Sabo Dam project, the 1.8 billion dual function reservoirs along the Rasau River and Klang River, and the half a billion integrated Golot River Basin Phase 3 project in Kelantan. Why, why was this done and will this have an impact on any listed contractors? Well, these projects were supposed to be awarded on a direct negotiation basis by the previous government. But the new unity government emphasized transparency in the award of government projects. I believe that's the reason why these projects were uh, being called back and being retended. So they decided to go ahead with an open tender, probably in June, which would actually reduce the cost of these projects as well. As I understand it, uh, no listed contractors were involved. So a retender of these projects will actually provide opportunities for them to bid for these projects in the future. We also see development expenditure allocation for Sabah and Sarawak uh, were also higher at uh, 6.5 billion ringgit for Sabah and 5.6 billion ringgit for Sarawak, I believe. Who are the key beneficiaries here? I believe the local uh, Sabah and Sarawak contractors will benefit because 
Uh, most contractors that want to participate in this project will need a local partner and listed Sarawak contractors that potentially could benefit are Chayamata Sarawak, KKB Engineering, Hock Seng Lee, and Nine Chandra. Uh, so basically, uh, these local contractors uh, will need a, a, either a foreign or a peninsula-based partner because some of them may not have the scale of operations to undertake these large uh, projects. So the peninsula contractors that are active in Sabah and Sarawak includes uh, WCT, Advanced Con and Gabungan AQRS uh, in Sabah that I understand. Jiwei, uh, still talking about WCT, uh, especially on the upgrading of the Penang and Subang airports, WCT Berhad will be the key beneficiary of Subang, given its stake in the con concession. But who are the other beneficiaries of airport expansions, do you think? WCT doesn't hold the concession for the Subang airport. That's held by Malaysia airports. But they do hold the concession for the Subang Sky Park, which is the retail mall. So they would benefit from the higher footfall with the expansion of the Subang Airport in the long run. But of course, uh, if you're talking about the construction side in terms of the expansion, then WCT also has a good track record in undertaking airport construction. For example, they actually did the expansion for the Kota Kinabalu Airport in the past. So other potential beneficiaries are contractors that are involved in specialized building projects. These include IJM and Sunway Construction. And I believe these uh, contractors will be competitive to bid for this airport ex expansion projects in Penang and Subang. Chiwi, looking at um, the prices of raw materials, I mean, how do you see that trending, um, especially in light of a China reopening? Are we still going to see a lot of pressure on this um, for construction players? So far, there's been a limited impact on raw material price from the China reopening. As an indication, if you look at the steel price, it's still high but it's uh, down slightly by 1% year-on-year uh, in January to about $2,960 per tonne. Uh, but if you look at the cement prices, that's up by about 42% year-on-year for bulk cement price. I think it's mainly due to the local cement manufacturers passing on the higher costs uh, to the consumers, mainly the contractors. Mm. Now, Jiwei, uh, take out your crystal ball and your pakwa. What is your call on the sector and, and top picks? So my, top, my rating on the sector is actually neutral at this point uh, because it's still pending the rollout of uh, government projects to be a key catalyst for the re-rating of the sector. Uh, my top buys at the moment is Sunway Construction and AME Elite Consortium because these contractors are less reliant on government projects. Other buys are Samaden and HSS engineers because I think uh, they actually benefit from the uh, drive for renewable energy projects such as uh, solar farms. Chiwei, thanks very much for speaking with us. That was Long Chiwei, Senior Associate Director uh, with Afen Huang Investment Bank, giving us his outlook for the construction sector. Some of the names that he mentioned there, his top, uh, top picks include Sunway Construction and also AME, I believe. And Sam Aiden as well, yeah. In HSS Engineers. Okay, yeah. all those uh, notes. I hope everyone was taking notes. I know I have. In any case, 9.28 in the morning, we're heading into the 9.30 a.m. News Bulletin. And then after that, on the uh, on People, Planet, Profit, I'll be speaking to Professor Dr. Denny Ng of Sunway University on Malaysia's biomass energy potential. Stay tuned, BFM 89.9. You have been listening to a podcast from BFM 89.9, The Business Station. For more stories of the same kind, Download the VFM app.